The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the Extra Lap RC Podcast. Don't know what we're going to talk about this week, Jerry. Got any ideas? Um, well, if we don't address the uh, the issues that we had last week, then what's the point? <laughs> I just question what's the point. It's more like it. Anyway, well, let's suppose get into it. Did you do anything last week, Joe? Go anywhere nice? Uh, yeah, I spent an entire week in a foreign country away from my wife and my dogs. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Any reason why we going racing toy cars? Were we? We we were we were racing our fine RC vehicles around yes. a track that was slightly too big for them. Well, that and many other things, which I'm sure we'll uh, get into into a bit. Well, we might as well just start at the beginning. Obviously, if you don't know by now, uh, myself and Joey uh, Ashley Mears, Harry Mears, and Joey's dad. Decided to uh, go to Utrecht in Holland to uh, race our cars. It was um, quite an early start. I think last, well, a week ago Saturday. 5 a.m. start for myself. What about you, Joe? Is it quite an early one? Uh, yeah, I think I was up around sort of uh, four past four, half past four. Yeah. Shit, shower, shave and all that jazz. All that jazz. So, yeah, so we... Uh, Got on the old, got in the old love bus, as we called it, and um, went through the Channel Tunnel, and uh, Ashley Mears attempted to drive up to uh, Holland, and we kind of, I think we got to the uh, accommodation at about five o'clock in the evening, so we travelled most of the day. I'd, did we stop at the track on the way? I can't remember. Yeah, but it was closed. That's right. We couldn't go in. It was nope. it was shut. It was like four o'clock the day before, and we couldn't get. We, sh- we should have known something was going to be up for the rest of the week when yeah. we turned up to the track being closed on Saturday it, or Saturday afternoon. So it was a sign. Mm. So yeah, so we went straight to our accommodation, and well, I thought the accommodation was quite good. What what did you think, Jerry? I'm gonna for, for those who don't know. <laughs> For those who haven't seen, or for those that have been living under a rock for a week, Martin done fucked up. Um, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't read the fine print when he booked it. Um, he decided not to tell us until we were. It was too late on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I, do you know what? Although, or joking aside, it looked like an absolute fucking nightmare to begin with. It got a little, it got a little bit fun, sort of midweek, and then on obviously the last day, it was like, "Fuck, so we got to do this at four o'clock in the morning." So basically, yeah. we had to row, a, we had to row a boat to our island retreat. I mean, I booked us a private island. Well, and a private with, with three other houses. Yeah, okay, but we had a rowboat. Yeah, yeah, we had our own boat. Then, yeah, not many people could say that they had a boat for their accommodation. So yeah, so um. I have to admit, when I woke up for work yesterday morning, I kind of missed getting into a boat and uh, rowing. But anyway, that was kind of the, that was one of the highlights of the trip anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's just get straight into into it. We'll, we'll cover two-wheel drive 
um, first, and then we'll uh, get the four-wheel drive. Joey has actually done some notes for this, so we're going to follow Joey's notes this evening. So, two-wheel drive. Olowski, practice, TQ. That was your first note. That was. Kind of self-explanatory, really. It looked, uh, it looked very comfortable, did Mr. Olowski? Yeah, we got out, got, got going. Um, and then we, sorry, such a thing, qualifying. Qualifying was dry. No, it, no, oh. it wasn't. No, no, practice was wet, wasn't it? We had, a, we had a, a wet kind of, we had a dry, some dry practice and some wet practice. Because some, mm. some, somebody in this chat slightly overseeded himself. That would be you. That would be me. Well, I mean, I didn't come last in my heats, but I think I ended up like seeding like forty second or something silly, or maybe a bit lower. I can't remember. Um, yeah. So yeah, ended up in heat seven. I think Joey got done by the weather, so he didn't seed as well. I got ultimately shafted by the weather and ended up dropping like three heats. So yeah, from where I was originally seeded. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was a little bit uh, of a wet and dry practice. So we got into controlled practice rounds at the end of the day, which is like, is it six and seven or five and six? No, six and seven, isn't it? Six and seven, and that's where the drama starts. So the the hint in the word is controlled practice. Yeah. Um. It wasn't very controlled. No, it was... Um, let's put this in a way that's air-friendly. It was dog shit. Yeah, that'd be the one. So, um, so in the past, I mean, I don't know if you can remember, Joe, in the past we've done control mm-hmm. practice and it's all controlled conditions. So you, you have to go through scrutineering. Uh, yep. You have to have controlled tires on that you've glued up in the controlled area. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to stop saying um. I've been told off for saying um, so I'm going to try and not do that. So the tires, some people, there was rumors of some going out on silvers. Now, in theory, if you're at my level or Jerry's level, if you went out on silvers, you're just going to cheat yourself. But at the top end, if you're going out on silvers, you are going to seed yourself higher, which could be helpful there were the usual rumors of people doing it don't know if it happened or not um in neil's post he said he had on you know some some good information that somebody was if he knows about it they probably were um so yeah that was a a little bit of where it 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 kind of started to to be a little bit And then we went, I think that was that was Monday, wasn't it, Joe? And then we went into qualifying on Tuesday, which was two practice rounds in the morning, which yep. were controlled with uncontrolled tires. And then we went into three qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, you enjoyed your qualifying. Um, you put a note on here about um, French kids and qualifying. Ah, right. So, obviously, being seeded in a shocking heat, man, I say shocking heat, everyone was okay. Um, 
I lost a bit of composure in, but within myself. Um, I had been taken out three times by the same car in qualifying. Um, it's a little bit frustrating that the first time, yeah, it happens. Second time, it's a bit questionable. And then the third time, because he was clearly having a bad, bad run. And I think I passed him like twice. Uh, we came down the straight that wasn't actually a straight. Um, and he just rinsed me off in the fir- into the first corner. Um, and I turned to his in his general direction and just um, give him a <laughs> hell, of, hell of a lot of abuse. Um, which, you, told him what, you told him what you thought of his... Um... I told him where to go, basically. Yes. Um, but yeah, he, it, it was frustrating because it seems to be... When we, I've see, I spoke to Paul Worsley about this. Um, we in the UK, I think we have it. Let's say we have it easy, but we have it on a level, you know, where obviously we respect each other on track. Other countries, level of etiquette out the window. Um, all the Euros that I've raced in, if I'm ever in a heat where I don't have any Brits, I know I'm screwed. As I yeah. found out in my forward ride final, but we'll, we'll get onto that a bit later. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't have the same sort of track etiquette that we do. Okay, some guys in the UK aren't shining stars and that, and their driving is atrocious, but they know you know, it's yeah. uh, it is what it is, but it's one of the many things that, that frightens me when I go to a Euros is, is the standard of driving from the other countries. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, uh, yeah, qualifying consistent again with two well, drivers. Y- your notes were Cockrell beats Martin qualifying consistently, but I actually yeah. out-qualified you. <laughs> no, 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 no. You you outqualified me by what two places? Um, you qualified eightieth. I qualified seventy six. So four places. Yeah, yeah. But I I had consistent round scores. I think I was always in the sixty. You you had a sixty, a sixty five, a sixty six, and a sixty six, and then you broke in the last round. So. You had a 60 and a 65 counting. I had a 57 and a 59 counting. Why didn't I do the last round? What happened? Uh, I think you broke it. I don't know. There must be a reason, but you you didn't get any laps in. That or they just did you over. That that was happening a lot anyway. Um, I have no idea. No. I can't anyway, so so looking at qualifying after qualifying, we had three rounds on the Saturday, and then we went into qualifying on the Wednesday. We had two rounds on the Wednesday morning, um, and that was probably where I saw the thing. One of the things that frustrated me the most at this Euros, the refereeing would I would say was very inconsistent 
if even happening at times? I would go as far to saying it was absolutely shocking. And what was the point? Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> see, this one for me is a difficult one because obviously people know that John, obviously my dad, is the head referee for BRC Nationals. Has done, has done Euros, has done Worlds. You know, um, and it very much felt like we didn't have the level of um, experience well, that we've required you, for these big events. You, well, you're sugarcoating it. I thought the refereeing was atrocious and we didn't have anything near the skill level of, of John, Mark Stitson. There's much better referees out there. Oh, God, yeah. I know. Um, I, know. I get a sugarcoat it. And, and the problem is, as UK team manager, it screwed us. Lee Martin, last qualifying round. So yeah, Lee, Lee, on the last two rounds, he his scores on the on the Tuesday had a thirteen, a twenty eight, and a one hundred three. So he's got a thirteen. He wakes up Wednesday morning, and obviously says, "I'm going to go for this," and gets an eight and a six, and BQs. But in that last run where he got a six, he got held up, and I'm not saying intentionally. He got held up for three or four laps. And those, when you look at his lap times, if he hadn't been held up, he would have got a two or three and he'd have been in the A. And we'd have had a Brit in the A. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not, I'm not saying it's the guy that was holding him up, the person that was holding him up. I just, he wasn't getting called through. And then, funny enough, the person who was in front, I think it was Burak, and, the, and it wasn't Burak's fault because he was getting no information. But I think in front of Burak was Alexander Landon. And he was getting called through, but he was actually running third. You know, yeah, and and yeah, I think, co- I think that obviously at this point Lee Lee was uh, Lee was leading the heat. And I think yeah. Al- I think Alex was actually in second, and yeah. Burak was sort of like yeah. fourth or fifth. But yeah, it's but Burak had had a few sort of bubbles, and obviously Alex was you just know driving around and 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 I've que- I questioned through the event why. Some were getting called through and some weren't. Um, I didn't, I thought it was a, a, you know, maybe there was some sort of rule that you had to be, you know, the faster drivers would always get called through. But I was told uh, that there isn't a rule. Um, there isn't a rule at British Nationals. There isn't a rule here. But damn, be consistent, man. Either call the people through or don't. Don't do a bit of both. What, what no. got me the most was. The guy chosen to be the head referee, right, has never actually refereed an event anywhere. He he is we, on the F for list of referees. I did look, but but we, but. Spoke, we spoke to many international drivers, right? Yeah, and said so. Uh, my dad spoke to Jorn and said, "Has this guy done German nationals?" Nope. I think he spoke because I think the guy's from Denmark but lives in Germany. So I believe Dad then spoke to someone from Norway, possibly Kopovic, maybe Mark. Uh, he was from he's from Denmark originally. Yeah, yeah. And he has and he hasn't reffed anything there either. It might have been Marcus then that Dad spoke to. Hmm. Again, never been to things. So again, why are we choosing a guy that has never done any refereeing in his home? 
home country that he lives in or his nation of birth. Yeah. Right. But then to throw it even more, whilst refereeing the biggest race of the week, both two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive finals, he was also commentating. Yeah. So again, the big question mark comes out is what the feck is going on? Why is the referee now playing commentator as well? Wow. He's there, there to do one job and one job only. So perhaps, perhaps if he did that one job, we wouldn't <laughs> be in the, in the in this situation with the problems that we had. Okay, referee slash commentator was not the only issue we had. Um, miles off, but it it, it was very uh, very sour. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the the guy who was the referee slash commentator was a really nice guy. But me and him did not get along. He did not like me. And quite frankly, I don't, don't care. But it kind of soured everything a little bit. So, obviously, that screwed us out of getting any Brits into the A. 23 years, I think it was, of A finals. Mm-hmm. Of consistently being in the A. Um, which hurt. I'm not going to lie. It, and and to be kind of, not I don't want to say cheated, but... Screwed out of it. wasn't wasn't great. So we got into two wheel drive. The got into the finals, and what were we told in the finals? We weren't allowed to do, Joey. Well, so we pitched ourselves at the back uh, on the big big jump at the back. Well, obviously we weren't using that portion at all for the week, uh, no. and we were told by. Uh, Efra chairman Paul Worsley that we were not to make noise or cheer or wave or be a nuisance or anything during the finals. And I I I with many others had the exact same thoughts on all of the A finals and they were boring. Yeah. Because, you know, regardless of not having a Brit in the A final, right? You still have someone in that A final that you know you're really good friends with or your teammates with, so you want to give them support. But being told that we couldn't and that we'd be ejected from basically the the meeting, it it, it doesn't sit right. It really doesn't. You know, like like Neil pointed out, he thrives off the the you know us screaming and shouting and and basically being a pain in the ass to the organizers and stuff you know he he enjoys listening to the crowd kicking off and it was yeah. just, it was just weird being told no it but really we, was we did get our own back in four wheel drive and we'll talk about that in a bit mm. so uh on to the the finals of two wheel drive they were I've Yorn TQ'd. Yorn's S words did look amazing. Like that, he had it on rails. Uh, the hat, oh, it, it, as we're calling it. I mean, he he looked like th- this was his resurgence, shall I say? He didn't put a foot wrong in qualifying. And I have to say, there wasn't one person around that didn't want to see Yorn do well. You know, he's very well liked and um, 
we thought he was it's, gonna do it. It's it's quite weird as well because I think he's what thirty years of age. Yeah, and I'm, somebody said it feels like he's been around for forever. Yeah, yeah, because he's always there or thereabouts, but he's yeah. only thirty years old. And he he won leg one quite mm. quite easily, if I remember. It was he he, he didn't struggle with it. Yeah. Leg two, he came third, and then leg three, he, I don't know what quite happened, he ended up fifth. So, Marcus Krapp, he managed to win leg two on a time of 506.699. And as I'm sure we heard, Mr. Orlowski managed to win leg three but didn't have a fast enough time doing a 5.07.291. Yeah. So he's got 0.6 of a second, which that, that's hard to take. As Where we've all, all, all Where... seen from, uh, from his post, he, uh, he, he hit the cone. Yeah. The, the wrong point. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was at that point, I think, well out in the lead and just on, on those four stupid little jumps coming towards you they put a little cone on the corner to stop them jumping which is fine i have no no issue with that but unfortunately michael got it just a little bit wrong and touched it um and then rounding up the the top 10 uh, david ongaro was fourth uh was fifth so the eight scale guys coming in driving quite well on what was necessarily an eight scale track uh alexander landon which is his first a final uh, Wesley Van Helmen, local, but still had to do it and put it in the A. Bruno Coelho, Clement Boda, and Daniel Kobovic. So, yeah. And the B final was absolutely full of um, Brits. Tommy Hall managed to win it, put in an awesome move, I think, just at the end, didn't he? To mm. win. Uh, Lee, Lee was in the B final. Luke Holdsworth was in the B. Jamie Hall was in the B. So, yeah. and And then... Ben Smith making the C, Josh Holdsworth in the C, Neil Craig in the C. Um, it's a weird. It's a weird sentence to say. It is. It is. And then notable other Brits down there: Archie Bowman in the D. Uh, Harry Mears made the D his first ever Euros. That was mm-hmm. pretty impressive, to be fair. Still like to kill him most of the times, but you know it's good. <laughs> Hardy Eldridge, who who seeded really low because got caught out by the weather, ended up in the F. So we look down through, and then you kind of fall into our territory in the H. That Joey almost did win his final. I think one more lap, you'd done it. Oh God, yeah, yeah. it was uh, all over him. No, well, no, Remy. To be fair, Remy had gone. Um, there were some questionable moments in 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 our final for sure. Yeah. Um, I think well, I spent I... most most of my time driving that final with my eyes closed when there was me and three other cars because I knew, like I said earlier, previous yeah. encounters with foreign drivers. I always thought I was going to come off second best, but I managed to sort of somehow scrape through and. We had a better, better final than myself and Eugene. I think Eugene Galley managed to lose his battery, like crash and lose his battery. Over the quad. Then 
I don't know what I did. I broke something, and then I could hear it all getting exciting. So I, I knew I was going to finish second to last. And I think I just pulled it off and watched you in the end, mm, mm. which was quite cool. Um, and then in the final below us, you had Bowden, Freddie Russell, Lee Charnock, um, William White, Harriet Thames, so Mick Loss, and Mr. Preddy, and uh, Mike Moyes and. Paul Wood sort of rounding up the the last results, but again, both of them first time Euros, and they're not. You know, when you look through the lap, the lap times, there was no one. You know, sometimes at Euros, you get the, the the guys near the the back of the pack that are miles off the pace. No one was. You know, there wasn't a huge, wasn't a huge spread in it. Okay, the the top. 14 guys were doing 11 laps and then it was kind of 10s and 9s all the way back through so mm. pretty impressive really so yeah so that was two wheel drive it was yeah that's what it was to, to be I, fair two wheel drive wasn't wasn't all that bad um, no I mean what we'll do before we get into four wheel drive now we've covered two wheels let's talk about the track and I know I think we have slightly Maybe different views on the track, maybe. But what was your thoughts on the track? Uh, I started to enjoy the track, uh, but that also might have been because I started to enjoy two-wheel drive a little bit more. Uh, it, it was definitely challenging. Uh, there is no two ways about that. You knew it was going to be challenging when you watched Neil, Lee, Bruno, Michael. Uh, basically everyone but yawn just bin it off everywhere yeah um, so it, again those guys are at a level and they are obviously very good at that level so watching the guys you know we, we consider the pros falling apart then there was going to be no hope for the the, the, the lesser ones as it were uh, but yeah I no, I when you got when you got the lap right, you could you could see that the lap was was good, but slightly offline and it was all over. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I'll tell you what I think. Jumps were okay, but I think too big for for tent scale cars. The the doubles were okay. Because there was landing ramps, that stupid kicker at the back left-hand side of the track that they used in front of the wall ride, that was garbage. Because it was just a kicker on like flat landing. I hated it. I was see. I was told, I think possibly during forward ride, that that kicker was put in to stop because they were saying when they use the wall ride in eight scale. Um, without that kicker in front, the, the the guys were doing the quad. No, I don't. I don't, the, I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind. Sorry, I got it wrong. I don't mean the kicker before the doubles. I meant that stupid, like ski jumping thing that we had to go over in, oh, only in two wheel drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, that was fucking awful. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think it was because the it looked misshaped, so your car well, never went over it the, the same way. Well, and and the fact it's about forty meters away from the rostrum, that probably didn't help. 
I don't think the side, like the, the I going back to a previous episode where we talked about regional tracks. I raced further away on ten scale. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, so that I don't think the yeah. distance was too bad. Um, and and just the inconsistent. The, I think the bumps were almost too big for a tent scale cars. I mean, basically, to just echo what Neil said, what many others have said, why are we racing on eight scale tracks with tent scale cars? Just why? Well, you know, if you, we've if done you, it. If you Pinarolo, just... we've done it. We've done it. Um, Valladolid in 2016. Yeah. Reams, I would say, was 10th scale. It didn't feel huge. I mean, it, they do race 8th on it, but it, it, it didn't feel over... It felt big, but not over big. So, you know, so that pretty much, you know, the dirt at, at Robin Hood in 2015, that was definitely a 10th scale track. I, th- and, I think what, what threw us off the most was obviously learning what we learned throughout the week. Okay, it's a track. Okay, it's mm-hmm. not ideal for the size and the scale that we raced, but they've applied. So for you know, that's that is what it is. It's the same track for everybody. Oh, but then I completely learn... it is it is the same, but you can't race on it. To me, you were just you were racing. It was just an obstacle course. It was like one obstacle to the next to the next. You weren't it really was, like it was very busy. I, I will yeah. agree with that. It, it it seems like we had. I think I I made this uh, this comparison many times. It felt like every jump that we have on all six of our national rounds were condensed into one week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know it's it's just like it was crazy. Um, you know, and and I know the comment was made by someone on social media that oh look there'll be loads of jumps popping up at UK tracks. I mean, before we went to Utrecht, I, I've spoke quite a bit with people about. We need more jumps because when we go to a proper tenth track with jumps, we are at a little bit of a disadvantage because we just don't do jumps. I, I also see. I had this conversation with with Moritz Lattenbach. Um Yes, we could go to Torch and say, "Look, you need to put in bigger jumps to accommodate for us guys or those guys that travel to Euros, you know, to help them and etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. But you've also got to then. Look at the guys that keep these clubs racing week in, week out. Because I, I was explaining to Moritz, you know, places like Stockwold, Torch, Telford, etc. They race on a weekly basis, Wednesdays, Sundays. You know, those guys that continue to turn up for those club days are the guys that keep those clubs afloat. Yeah. Not, not just the national races, etc. You know, so if you go in and say, right, we're putting in these these nine foot jumps. Um, and you know Neil's going to come and run round, and, and, and Tommy Hall and, and Lee, etc. Benefits them because they're going to go to Euros tracks that are way too big for the cars that we run. But you're also then going to steer the club guys in the wrong direction because they're going to end up possibly breaking all the time, or they're not going to enjoy themselves. So it's it's kind of you've got to got to balance it. You know you don't you know, say you don't alienate the people that you know are the regular, you know, f- funding of, of that, that particular track. But also you don't want it to be a bowling green with handmade jumps. No, no, I completely agree. But they, so it's, it, it's, it's not... It, 
it's a size, you know. I'd see it's all very well people to sit there and you know make these comments or oh, the UK is going to have more bigger jumps. We are only racing on these bigger jumps because we are going to eight scale tracks. Yeah. If we went to a dedicated ten scale track, you know, like Robin Hood, like uh, Reams, you know, the jumps are at the right proportion for those cars. Yeah. But because we keep going to eight scale tracks, the jumps are made. And designed for eight scale cars, not ten yeah. scale. Yeah. So I don't. Like I said, it's it's easy for people to sit behind the keyboard and shout their things, and you know. But we've got to. Uh, there's something really needs to happen. Um, yeah. But like I said, the, the the like I said, the frustrating thing was like I said, we later learned in the week. Um, we were told, oh, this is the only track that applied, blah, 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 which is fine. I will hold, I will give credit where credit is due to the to the ladies in the canteen, to the guys in the canteen, ed, anyone leading up to the event who'd done any of the track work, etc. The scrutineering guys, the scrutineering guys were oh, ace. They, they were so nice. Wicked. They were they, they need, were they they need their own TV program. They, they were brilliant. They were absolutely you know, they were, great. They were so happy every day. Didn't yeah. say it. You know, I didn't see any of them kicking or screaming or getting all agitated. They were happy, super friendly. You know, it's what you want. So, like I said, the organisation from the club, etc., was was spot on. You know, I, d I don't think anyone can say a bad word about the, you know the ladies in the canteen, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, because again, they've given up their free time to be there all week to feed us idiots. So yeah. on that front, they they were cracking. Um, you know, this isn't us shitting on them. It's not their fault that Africa couldn't pull their shit together. So, you know. did any other tracks apply? I believe we had three. So, three other tracks. Puddy, Pinarolo, and Arena. Is it Arena 33, Mark Reinhardt? Yeah. So, we, so, we had two dedicated 10th tracks apply. And one, oh. okay, one eight scale track. And we ended up on. And what we, we did. again, I'm not taking it away from the guys, at the club. They they give they give us what they could work with, and that's absolutely fine. But we are a tenth scale section. Right. Tenth track should be at the front of the list. Okay, Correct. if you then go through that list and say, right, we can't go to Arena Thirty Three because it's fucking festival season. We can't go to Hoodie Arena because it's flooded. You know, that that's fine. Then you work down the list and say, right, we've got to go here. We have no choice. Okay, well, I'm going to go into my second ramp before we get on the four-wheel drive. Why were the standards that were set at Robin Hood not the same standards as what we that they had to stick to? See... I can't answer this one because I didn't do the Robin Hood Euros. But obviously, no. going off by things that I've heard from, obviously, from John, from yourself, from Eugene. Obviously, Eugene played a massive part in Robin Hood. I mean, you, Eugene was phys physically, I mean, he was upset because they got put through the ringer for everything they had to have, like driver's packs. We didn't have those. Nope. Chairs, we hadn't, you know, 
yeah, there was chairs available where you could sit on the ground, but the benches were six feet high. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I proved that. I'm not sure. Um, so, and I sat, so, I sat on my chair at that, that provided table, and yeah. my chin rested on the table. Yeah. Which one? Which chin? All of them. All okay. of my chins. Excellent. Um, you can secure... get under the table because you have your massive belly, but okay. Correct. Um, security. There's people walking in and out that weren't oh, basic. Don't, don't get me started on that one. Right. So obviously, again, going back to we have it easy at home. BRCA members are only allowed within the track space, right? When we were watching, I think I might have been forward or finals, actually, there were five random ladies just appeared on the track. Yeah. And I'm just like, A, I haven't seen these people all week, so they're clearly not here with racers. They've just come off the street. Like, what happens if, if you know, someone got the jump wrong and ended up twatting one of them in the face? Where do you go then? Yeah. You know, you had random that random guy that turned up on his bike. Yeah. I think I think dad said he's he was speaking to him or something. It was just a random guy that lived a couple of houses away. Yeah. Just turned up, rolled through the pits on his bike. Yeah. You know, we don't know who this guy is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay. I mean, the police turned up and we couldn't really tell them to bugger off, but you know, you've got people randomly walking in off the street. Yeah. But, Which is good. You want people to come and watch, but no, 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 of, in, of, in a controlled of course, environment. Of then what they should have done is they should have stuck to the area by the canteen. Because, yeah. you know, that's that, that had benches, plenty of space to watch. You know, they stay there. Yeah. Um, but from what I heard at Robin Hood, you had, there was security and stuff in place. Bearing in mind, Robin Hood is in the middle of nowhere in the Nottinghamshire fucking county. There is yeah. nothing. There is the, ha- the next houses are like three or four miles down the road. The next yeah. biggest town, I'd say Doncaster was probably, or Worksop, they're a good five, ten miles away. So you're not just going to get random people off the street just popping in to say hello. Yeah, yeah. So it's again, yeah, it's another another great uh, shit show. So anyway, let's get into four wheel drive because we all love a bit of four wheel drive. So oh, four wheel yeah. drive, they used they used the big wall ride. Oh, I actually thought it was quite fun. To be fair, probably in my the, in the wet track. in the wet. It was it was definitely interesting in the wet. It was yeah. fun, but interesting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so we get into practice, which was on the Thursday. So again, five rounds of practice, control practice. It was dry through all our practice, if I remember rightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although Gotzel, it wasn't supposed to be. No, Matt Gotzel TQ'd practice. Yes, um, young X-ray guy. Was with his X-ray. So, and I think he was on uh, one of the older chassis, so that I think they were trying lots of different things. But he was, um, he was certainly flying. So yeah, and I think practice you seeded quite well. Would you seeded in heat four? 
Um, I might have seeded in Heat 4, but you screwed me over. Yeah. But you personally didn't screw me over. No, but it it comes back down to refereeing inconsistencies and, and not following the rules and blah, 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 blah. So basically, anyone that didn't see it, Jerry was marshalling my practice, which was fine, and I crashed in front of him, which was fine. I sat there for a bit because where Jerry's marshalling his cars coming over the big doubles. So he waited and he marshalled me, but he put me on the safe bit of the track just on the other side because he'd have put me down where I'd come off. It'd be straight in the line of cars clearing the jump. So he put me down. I drove on the start line and I had enough time to get try and get two consecutive laps in to get a good seed. Ended up with a 15 second stop go penalty because the ref had assumed I'd cut the track and just carried on. Now, two things is, A, maybe he only just did see when I went and didn't see you marshal me. But, again, it's control practice. If someone cuts the track and ends up with a 20-second a lap when the laps are usually 28 seconds, uh, you know, someone would notice it you only cheat yourself you know um and to be fair i know i think and i could be wrong but at robin hood in the seeded practices they went through and checked to make and, and looked and if someone had like if the lap time was 23 seconds and they had like a 16 second lap they just took it out but there was no stop go penalties given in control practice mm-hmm. so i kind of thought that was crap personally so that's my other moan uh looking through your notes so you got french kids still shit <laughs> so they yeah. were obviously still harassing you in qualifying your four-wheel drive yeah and then we'll get on to the big thing halfway through four-wheel drive what did it do jerry it rained what did you get in the round jerry I got a nine. So we can officially say that Jerry has had a top ten in round out of Euros. And as Lee Martin said, not many people can say that. We're never going to hear the end of it. But that's cool with me. I think it was a cool thing. Um, and um, just just before uh, Russ Lee gets on his high horse, uh, rain assists do count at Euros and do not count at regionals. <laughs> just, just, just pipe down in the corner. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and, and we both did quite well out of the rain assist. You had the nine, I had a 15. Um, so I'm quite chuffed, but it's a rain assist. It is what it is, but you got to be on the track at the right time and you still got to finish. Yeah. But so. it's, it's also safe to say that you know, I think, uh, it was round five round. What was, yeah. The last round of uh, round of qualifying, I got screwed by the rain. So yeah, it kind of yeah. balanced. It did quite amuse me that we had it after the so in qualifying on the, the Friday, originally scheduled two practice rounds and three qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And did we not? Did we end up? We ended up having one practice round. We <sighs> we we had one practice round, and the agreement was. 
If it rained, we'd get another practice round, but it didn't. So we went straight into qualifying. And yeah. the plan was to get four rounds. Well, originally, they wanted to get all the qualifying done on the Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was agreed we'd do four rounds on the on the Friday and, and one on the Saturday. And then halfway through, it rained. Then they called a team manager's meeting to which they decided to give the another round of practice so people could go out in the wet and try their cars. Just to yeah. really confuse it. Which, again, inconsistencies and just poor planning and whatever else it may have been. Because whilst it was absolutely teaming it down with Ray, I think it was Archie Bowman's heat that went out. Right? And then um, they were told to stop after one lap to allow the marshals to come in and get out of the rain. That's right. And then, and it, did they get to rerun it in the end? Yes, because I think they slotted them between heats ten yeah, and eleven. That's right. That's right. But but like John, they weren't Bowman going to. Out, no, no, no. But like John Bowman pointed out, what's the point of stopping? You know, the the qualifying etc. Throwing a heat heat yeah. pra- around a practice to to get you know the rain etc. You know, you set up soil for the rain to then cancel it whilst it was raining. That that yeah. that to me, that that was also another thing. We spent a lot of time sitting around, wait, knowing it's going to rain in sort of forty-five minutes. We spent a lot of time sitting around waiting for that rain to come where we could have been on track. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, there was a whole argument of us not sticking to the schedule, and you know they starting rounds early, etc. But if you know rain is coming, zip through it. Yeah. Just say, just say, we'll have a quick five, ten minute, minute team managers meeting. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do it now. Go and tell everybody. Okay, well, Get everybody let's... on the same page. Well, let's give you a little bit behind the scenes uh, team manager meeting. Because obviously, being sat in there, is the idea was to, to run the extra round. And... Then we had computer issues, didn't we? Yeah, for some reason the computer had shit itself and decided to change it to FTQ instead of round-by-round. No, what it it was is my RCM had an issue where if they put it to round-by-round and two best scores showing, it screwed up the seeding. Now, what was really unfortunate is they only figured this out halfway through qualifying, I think through the first round, maybe the second round. So, like, in the first round of qualifying, Freddie went off in the wrong place. I went off in the wrong place. Quite a few of us went off in oh, the wrong order. That, that was continuous throughout the week. That wasn't just that particular yeah. day. It was all so, then they, so then they figured out, ah, if we put it to FTQ, it at least gets the order right. So that's what they. That's how they fixed it. But So they well, were they hammering. Didn't, they, they, they didn't fix it because the heat, the round we went out afterwards, after I'd got my nine, I still end up going off like seventh no, in the heat. They d- they didn't fix it until the the Friday, the Saturday morning. I was still yeah, but I was still going off seventh in my heat, even though I finished. Oh, okay. At well, least anyway, third. so on the on the Thursday when sorry Friday, got my days mixed up now. They called that team managers meeting. They'd finished three rounds of qualifying, and they wanted to do another round, and then they were having computer issues. They called a team management meeting, and at that point, most of our drivers had enough. They were like, 
let's let's call it a day um to which i really really upset the german team manager because what i what i did go on to learn is they were thinking that the reason the brits wanted to go and run the two qualifiers on the saturday is because they thought because if it rained we were a little bit quicker in the wet and that's why we were actually voting or i was kind of putting my hands up saying no we need to finish now mm-hmm. um and get good next day the actual reason we needed to finish was our drivers were tired that you could tell they needed time they wanted to go and fix the computer and there's a good chance if we ran that last round it could have been all screwed up by the computer which you didn't want and there's a little rule in the Ephraham but says you have to be finished by half past six and it was 6.45. I thought it was, racing has to be finished by 6, but you can, the, the no, track six, can stay open for an hour. No, no, 6.13, it has to stay open for an hour and a half after that, the pits do. So, um, yeah, we stopped racing. I got called a dickhead by the German team manager, which I thought was quite funny. Just I, I am a dickhead, so that's perfectly fine, but at the end of the day, I... I got my way. So, um, and we carried on into the next day, you know, and, and my kind of thinking about it was the guys are tired. They're knackered. Sure. If you come back on the Saturday and just do two rounds of qualifying in the morning, you're going to be a bit more awake, a bit more with it. And it's going to go better. Yeah. There was a chance it could rain and it did. It it spat, didn't it? That second qualifier round, Mm -hmm. which I think, kind of helped us because i think heat seven i think seven and eight didn't it was wet so and some people didn't go out so it did kind of help us um help us a little bit yeah yeah it's a rain assist it is what it is you know it's, it's not something i did deliberately so so but, yes, but I do have to uh, call out Mr. Chris Bowden on this one. So whilst we were out getting our nines and fifteens, Chris Bowden had the driest track possible and decided not to go out. Yeah, <laughs> well done, Chris. Instead, he sat in the pits and ate pasta. Yeah, sums up his week. Could be worse. But then, well, it... a dog could have peed in his bag. I mean, you never yeah. know. These things happen. Dog could have um, peed in his bag. So yeah, so getting back to four wheel drive. Um, I need to stop saying um. Je- Jerry, stop me saying um. Um, um, um. Yes. So four wheel drive. You absolutely smashed me in qualifying. I think it were two finals in front of me in the end. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Have, should we have a look? Should we have a look? See, uh, so I was in the. I was in the. I qualified forty-six. So you were in the E, to which mm-hmm. you finished forty-eighth. Yeah. Oh no, and I was in the F, one final behind you, and I finished fifty-ninth with a broken car. So you didn't smash me, but you still beat me. Both days in qualify. Well, you beat me one day in qualifying in four wheel, and you beat me both days at the Euros. So, for those 
that are keeping tabs on uh, the score sheet that me and Martin have between us. We made a uh, conscious decision before the Euros that the Euros final would count to five points towards the uh, the Duda, the end result. You went you went a little bit effra then. Because actually we made the conscious decision before our final in two-wheel drive, if you remember, walking at the back of the rostrum. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I did mention it. I mentioned. <laughs> I think I mentioned it at Robin Hood National when you were like, nah, don't really know. It's ever stupid. <laughs> um, so for those who want to know the score, after the Euros, it's, it's 31 to me and 43 to Martin. Yeah. So I've managed to... 12-point uh, gap. Is a little bit more swallowable than a 32-point gap that it was good ages ago. It was. Uh, but yeah, um, your final seemed to go all right. It was okay till I, I crashed and uh, popped a shock off and the marshal looked at it. I thought, oh, he's going to fix this, and he just put it down on his roof. And I was like... See, ah. again, I, I, had, I had a very similar uh, situation in qualifying. Um, I kept knocking off the over the, the quad on the left hand side of the driver's stand. I kept knocking off the steering uh, ball joint, and uh, the lovely French man that was marshalling on point nine. Oh yeah, he wouldn't give the um, car to your dad. No, no, no. <laughs> he uh, he refused to give the car to my dad. And basically, looked as if he was telling my dad to stand back and go away. Yeah, he um, was, and then, and then he threw it on the floor, and then my dad just still walked up and picked it up anyway. Yeah, I can't uh, repeat. I can't repeat in this podcast what your dad said, but it was funny. It probably begins with a C and ends in a T. Kind of with yeah. some other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Um, which, but at home, before, at, home before... at, at home, we are told if a car breaks, then. Only fix it if you can. Don't obviously fix it and then forget about marshalling all the other nine yeah, cars yeah. that crash on that particular corner. So yeah, but 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 uh, but here at home, most people will hand it off to somebody if it's on the side or you know, it's a bit more of a thing. Or um, isn't it up again? And, and stop, stop saying um. I'm gonna call this the the extra that um podcast in a minute. Probably. We both beat um, Harry, though, didn't we? Oh, God, yeah. And and we wouldn't usually bring that up, but as he's a little turd, we just thought we'd bring it up. I have no idea if he's going to listen to this, but it was like yeah. having a it was like having a younger brother that I couldn't abuse and bully and beat up because he wasn't actually related to me in any way. Yeah. So anyway, we beat him. What else do you put on here? Brit struggling again. Well, we did a bit better in four-wheel drive. I think we had, in the B, we had Neil Cragg, Ben Smith, Jamie Hall, Tommy Hall, all in the B. Lee was, mm-hmm. in, the, Lee was in the C with Matthew Peters and Luke Holdsworth. Harley Eldridge made the D. Let's have a look down. Joey made the E. I made the F. Uh, what was Eugene? Manny. He was in the E with me, wasn't he? Eugene. Eugene put four and a half in and was doing the triple. He was and doing the triple. It That's was. It, no, no, Eugene was um, in the I. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, he didn't um, have a good, good, uh, good, good day, did he? No. So, but he smiled the whole week. He did. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him his due. He uh, he enjoyed himself, and he he didn't look disheartened by it. All. I mean, the whole Brit team. No, you know, whatever you read or seen. Yeah, it was disheartening. Uh, but we went out go karting on the Wednesday night, which was an absolute laugh. And the team, when it's going hard, I think the team maybe got a bit closer. Everyone was working with everyone. Didn't care who you drove for. You know, if someone could help someone, they did. And like all Euros, you end up, I don't know about you, Joe, but you end up talking to people that you might not at nationals because we're often our separate teams and you make new friends. And it's a whole... Ben Smith had his 18th out there. Um think he found love, but we won't go into that. Um, oh, Smithy definitely found love. <laughs> definitely. So, so, yeah, from the team side of it, we still enjoyed ourselves. It's just we are there to race, and when the main thing you're there for is a bit poo, it's hard to, to keep smiling. You, it, I it, see. But like you say, you know, when the, the racing is a shambles and it's not going everybody's way. We had fun in the pits, you know. We were big. Sai was technically not supposed to be on holiday, but was on holiday. Um, was the highlight of the week. Some of the stuff he was coming out with was, was side splitting. Brilliant. The um, only man to have ever seen an alligator in a in a Holland in a Dutch lake. lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you know, you know, you know, everyone, everyone, everyone has their, has their own thing. Like I said, John Bowman again, he had that massive run about the rat eating through his, his cool bag. Everyone was in stitches. Uh, the French dog peed on Bowden. Absolutely brilliant. That dog needs more treats. I love that dog. I want to adopt him and take him to every national we have with Bowden. Um, yeah, regardless of what was going on track and, you know, around us, we, I believe, you know, I don't, I don't obviously speak for everyone, but we all had fun. You know, we, yeah. we all had a big laugh with each other. And, and like you say, you don't, there's some people you don't think you'd talk to and you end up talking to them anyway. I mean, yeah. Yeah. like Brian and Harley, I'd never really spoken to them much at nationals, but being in, you know, a small group that we are, you know, I, I, I had conversations with Brian and Harley, you know, we, we went out for dinner and stuff and, you know, it, I say yeah. you, you get to know people you wouldn't normally speak to. Yeah. You and know, that's, that's for, I mean, for me, most of the Euros, that's happened. You know, my first Euros in 2006, you know, oh, how old was I? Probably 12, 13, you know. I'd never yeah. have thought about speaking to, like, you know, Neil Craig, Paul Bradby, et cetera. But yeah, because yeah. of the Euros and the size of the team you're there with, you have sometimes no choice, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd like, I'd like to think that me and Neil have a decent you know level of friendship he probably says otherwise but but that's definitely because of doing he definitely does um that's because we've done euros with him and you know yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to speak to the people because otherwise yeah. you're just going to sit there alone in the corner and be miserable and boring Bowden. so if we if we go into finals for the winner mm-hmm. uh, michael Olowski dominated finals he won the first two legs uh, really drove with his head. It's probably that you know he rolled the the 
doubles on both of his last laps in both finals just so he he didn't do anything silly and uh for myself i was there in 2015 when he won i was his team manager for for this event and michael's a bit of a uh he's marmite um sometimes i have wanted to kill him but you know he smiled a lot this weekend he was in a positive place even after the just missing out on the two-wheel drive title he focused he went and, and dominated those four-wheel drive finals and it was great to see him win um you know after winning the eighth e-buggies and kind of under a little bit of a cloud the e-buggy euros i think this was a quite a release for him and maybe a good bit of um what's the word i'm looking for um help towards his his mind going into the worlds in phoenix so mm. you know he, he won um we had no one in the a again but we, we've kind of covered why um just looking at your notes your last note which just made me laugh 2024 euros on carpet fuck that shit yeah, yeah just <sighs> why it's just absolutely bananas it really is like oh <laughs> I mean, I, I said to I think we, we might have been like Robin Hood National a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about whether we do the Euros again next year and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I said, if it's in a country, you know, like one of the Scandinavian countries or a European country, and it's a bit like left, sort of left field, you know, yeah. um, that that'd be interesting to visit. You know, I, I I love like sort of Scandinavian culture and stuff anyway. Um, yeah. So that was uh, when when I heard Sweden, I thought fucking brilliant, absolutely, you know, buzzing. Sweden would be epic. Okay, it might be a bit cold, so it depends on the time of year, blah blah. It could be even like, it could be warm. I don't. I, like I said, I've never been to, to Sweden, so I don't know what the weather's like. But and then somebody said, but it's indoors on carpet. I just went, ah, why, <laughs> why? It's just, it it just makes no sense. It really doesn't. But what's what's going to be really funny is you're going to go to Sweden for the indoor Euros on carpet, and you can guarantee they'll have controlled tires. You'll have to glue your tires in a controlled area. Well, it, it, the mind boggles. Well, yeah, the conversation came up. Uh, I think Bruno Coelho brought it up in the last team managers meeting, and he has asked, uh, "Why are we not going to be using pre-glued the?" Uh, euros next year and the reply was we could be so who knows i mean if you use a pre-glued yes you won't have to go through the rigmarole of sitting inside a tent gluing tires for just time some bloke mark them up and say yeah they were right but bearing in mind i sat in that in that tent on my own one day gluing tires right not a single person from the guy doing your 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 stickers and your and painting your nails, not a single one of them was watching me whilst I was gluing tires. Nah, nah. Because I kept looking up, and they were either stood outside the, the door having a fag or having a chat, 
or they were all just on their phones. Not that I would have done, but I could have done anything. Exactly. I literally could have done anything to those tyres to give me an edge. But then again, can you really do anything to a tyre to give you an edge on Astro? No. No. But still, they weren't watching. No, that's correct. So, what is the point? Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I mean, for me, it's the last Euros I will ever race at. Done for me. Um, Set up again. I believe with Euros, there's other things I can give to it in the future. So, I certainly won't be racing anymore, but I'd certainly like to try and change it or try and, you know, simple things like can we have a wet and a dry tyre and just modernise it. But that's for another podcast. We'll uh, we'll see what happens from the the fallout that is Utrecht, I believe. I don't, I don't feel it's my last Euro. Um, well, yeah, you're younger than me. Yeah, but they're... they're... There'll always be, you know, like I said, there's countries I'd like to visit for racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, if they apply, apparently secretly not apply. It depends who you, you know, <laughs> the fence you sit on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I ain't sugarcoating it. It was the worst Euros that we've been to. <laughs> and we said that about Reims. This made Reims look like a dream. You know, we, like many people have said, when someone of Neil Craig's stature in RC has to come out and say the things that he said, something is broken. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And it makes you, I mean, like I say, Neil's been doing this solidly for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I won't. Well, sugarcoat it when I want a bit of uh, advice when it comes to to racing or you know and anything to do with what we should do it now. You know, Neil is a a person I will go and and his dad I will go and say, what do you think of this guy? You know, where do you want to go with this? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, Mick, Mick and Neil have. They've been done T-shirts, etc. You know all that jazz. Yeah. They know what the, they know what to expect when they turn up to places. That they they know what they want from places. Yeah. Uh, and this one massively missed the mark. Yeah, and and I feel sorry for the the the, the people that from our country that it was their first Euros because they were kind of looking at me going. Was it? Is this what it is? And well, this you know. I think this is the thing that you know. I spoke to uh, Harriet Thames's first Euros. Obviously, Harry and Ash that obviously we travelled with. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, obviously, I'm not an ambassador for for UK racing abroad. But I, I said, you know, I, I kind of just turned to them all and said, this is not how it usually is. No. And I apologize. I for some reason I said, I'm sorry, but this is not how yeah. it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I felt I felt awful for the whole team because it's it, it should be better than that. But it's like you know, we we were told during uh, you know what was the opening ceremony, fifty-two new drivers had a, a, a had a, you know come to the Euros in, 
in Holland. You yeah. know, two brand new countries. You know, yeah. Ukraine and, and Estonia. Fair play, right? Fair play for getting there. Fair play for being there. Sure. But they ain't coming again. <laughs> I'll Why be very that? surprised if because of how shit it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, but maybe like, that's because they didn't we, know any different. <laughs> what what bugs me the most, right, is the guy in charge of our section for Ephra, right, for many, 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 many years has had the BRCA under his belt. Yeah. Right? And look at where the BRCA is and was before you took over. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't in a bad place. No. Nope. Okay. Some of the rules were possibly a bit outdated for the, you know, the changing of motors and speedos, etc. Okay, mm-hmm. that that just needed refining and iron out. But for years, Scotty Ernst, you know, massive, massive figure in RC again. When he's turning around and saying the BRCA are doing something properly and something right, it can't be all that bad. No. Right? So uh, the guy who runs. Our section in it for Ephra dropped the bollock. <laughs> yes, a big and that that surprises me more than anything. Yeah, like you said, the hoops that James, Eugene, and, and all those guys at Robin Hood had to jump through just to even meet the standards that were set for them. And the, and by, those aren't those aren't organization. And those aren't new standards. When we had the Euros at Tiverton, I sat in meetings there and it was exactly the same. You know, but the, the, the bar but was I'm, really high. But why was it dropped for this one? I don't know. But all we, all I can say going forward is we got to do something so it doesn't happen again. First things first, right? Stop going to eight tracks yep even if we have to go to the remotest part of you know russia for euros if it's a 10th scale track who cares you know there was a 10th scale track 20 minutes down the road from utrecht that was amazing apparently oh i saw the i've seen the pictures and the videos <laughs> it was it was bob on yeah. It was and absolutely you, stunning. And the amount of the tracks I see in France that just look unreal, like Astro tracks that look amazing. But then it it then makes you wonder why are these people not flying? You know, and if if things aren't gonna change, our teams like the UK team, which is huge, the French team that are huge, the German teams are huge. It only takes some conversations, some people getting together, we'll make our own. But I'd rather fix Ephra or fix something. The thing it doesn't is, need, like you said, it doesn't need much fixing. It just needs modernizing. I don't. Problem, it's, not so much, it's not so much modernizing. It's just sticking to a rule that you've set out. Yeah. You know, sticking to a level of officials that know what they're doing. You know, the only right, the only official that I had confidence in that whole entire week was the timekeeper. He was all right because he had one job and one job only. Yeah, but and he got suppressed by the program. 
he okay i'll get onto that one in a minute but he had one job he pressed the button and he pressed the button again that's it spot on he told you when your transponder was a bit naff no problem yeah but when as i think brian pretty found out and i think neil has highlighted as well when you go to these big events and you're told because you are not a big driver your 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 laps and etc that are missing aren't getting rejiggled yeah, I've obviously it didn't happen to me. So I, but but when I've paid the exact same money to be there, as you know the likes of Bruno, Neil, etc. Why am I getting shit on? Yeah, you know, why am I any different to those guys? Yes, those guys are faster and quicker and have probably won a shit ton more than me. But I'm there to have the same experience as they have. Well, and you I still ha- it hasn't you been still, delivered. You still qualify. We, you still, you know, you still have to qualify for a Euros. Okay, the fact is, we get a lot of places. So, if you've done a national and there's enough places, you usually get a place. But as you know, there's been Euros in the past where, well, me and you have had it where you sat there thinking, mm, I ain't going to get into this. I'm too far down the list. Hmm. My biggest thing that I've learned probably in the last two, three years about RC racing is we have people running events or running things that have never raced. And that is fine because they they have a different view on things and they can write rules and they can do different things because they're not racers. But having being a racer, there are just things that you would that need to be right that yeah. only yeah. a racer really can swap you know if you were a racer and you went to utrecht to the warm-up and you were in charge and you ran around that the first thing you'd be saying is guys we gotta make this a tenth track and you could have i was looking at it you there is ways you could have made that a tenth scale track i i sat before we started recording this i sat and had a look at the um the picture somebody posted of the warm-up yeah, when, where they basically use the entire track. Right? Yeah, and there are so many different avenues they could have gone down. Yeah, to just to bring it, not so much bring it in a bit, but just to shorten it out a little bit. So we would, you know, okay, the top guys were still doing twenty, twenty sixes, twenty seven sort of laps. The yeah. lesser guys, like myself and you, were doing sort of thirty ones, thirty twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you expect to be like one or two seconds behind the big boys. Yeah. But we were almost four seconds. Like Marcus was doing 26s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like, that's six seconds. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nuts. You know, absolutely bananas. So like I said, there was so many different layouts they could have done just to, to shorten the laps a little bit. Yeah. Make it more. Yeah. Lesser drive, lesser driver friendly. Yeah, yeah. well, made it. Okay, a race. Like I said, but like I said, I'm that's I'm not shitting on the guys who run the club. That's no, no, no. You no, know, no. that that should have been done by Efra. Efra should have said, right, this has to be done. This has to be done. It needs to be minimum lap time needs to be this. Maximum lap time needs to be this. Yeah. Right. So we've then then found out that our own Efra representative, not you, but you know our, our yeah. Our chief in charge didn't even go to the warm up. No. 
sp- speaks a okay. lot of words, that does, without saying anything. Yep. Frightening. Okay. Absolutely frightening. Um, there we go. Well, I think we've covered it, Jerry. I mean, the other no names covered it. We've covered it. I'm sure the grid talk will cover it and people will be fed up hearing about it. I, I get like... I mean, I've listened to a portion of Keenan, and you know, Keenan's an outstanding guy. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't there. No. So he, a lot of what he said was, you know, things that he's read, things that he's seen, um, things he's been told, things that he's been told. Exactly. You know, this isn't me shitting on Keenan. I like Keenan no, no. a lot. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, this is straight from the horse's mouth in a sense. We, you know, we were both there. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's it's safe to say it was. Uh, we still we still haven't come up with a catchphrase for it. No, it's broken dreams and reams. Someone needs to come up with one for you, Trek. So anyway, that's done. But congr- congrats, congrats to everyone. You know. I, yeah. I said this. I said this before we packed up and went home. You know, you know. It's, I said it to you know the, the halls and and everyone else around us. I said, look, it's been an absolute cracker week with all with all of us. You know, you're you're all bloody legends in your own little way. And yes, like it's nice to rub shoulders, you know, with with the big boys and 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 the lesser drivers like myself. Yep, that was good. It was all good. So, anyway, finishing there. Less stormy and boring notes of the Euros that's just passed. What have we got next, Martin? Torch National, the final last, round. Last round. And, and funny enough, only tonight they've put up some information, which I'm going to share on here, because I thought it would uh, be good to share. A um, couple things. The... On the Friday, the gates open at 2 o'clock, but you cannot get in the field till four o'clock so aim to arrive circa 4 p.m if early wait in the car park until they open the field apparently they're gonna have a pizza oven on the uh friday and saturday night and some breakfast and posh burgers on the saturday and the sunday and an ice cream van so they're they're pulling it all out for us uh camping you need to pre-book it's on the national page what you need to do the other thing is there's no dogs allowed on site because they're located within a secondary school and there's no dogs are allowed on the site at all their tendency depends on us abiding by that rule so uh you can't bring a dog unfortunately we love dogs but bowden would be super happy dogs aren't allowed he won't he won't get peed on Mm -hmm. um um there is the um again Smoking and vaping. We've negotiated with the college and canal for a smoking tent. Smoking and vaping is strictly only allowed in the designated tent area. We have to be very strict on this. Our tenancy at the college depends on it. Please respect the zero tolerance rules. Only smoke in the smoker's tent. It will be located near the food wagon. <laughs> uh, now, see, I agree and I disagree with this one. Wow. Well, so I don't. I don't care if you agree or disagree. That's the rules of the site. So that's what. No, 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 no. That's fine. But I, I'm. An, I'm allowed my opinion. A. Why are we putting it next to the food van? 
well, I'm sure it's right next to it. It's just going to be near it. But okay. but if it's near it, it's still, you know, it's, you know, poor Oliver, but like young let, Oliver Barton's going to have to get his coat and someone's having a fag. Let, let's wait and see what it's like before we make any opinions yet. It's not you, track. You, the pit areas, you can pit track side on the field as a previous years. And we have newly serviced areas on the opposite side by race control. Electric for charging lipos in both areas with one pound per day. That's pretty cool. I'm an electric. Yeah, saves having to take generators and 12 volts. Does. Like if you go on to the BRC National Facebook page, there's all the information there. So have a read and uh, don't turn up with a dog, basically. So, yes. Um, um. End of season finals to come as well. And then we got juniors and vets at Nemo, but we'll do a podcast before because we'll do a podcast just after the national talk about all the winners and losers and hell yeah, you getting your F two N. Oh, it's also a title decider as well in two drive. drive, yeah, and and the overall title because there's now a trophy, isn't there, for two wheel and four wheel drive added together. For oh, yeah, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. No, so. it's uh, it, it's it's torch. It's uh... so we'll get back to nationals and hopefully it'll all go well and you know it'll feel like racing at a well organized event again. Yeah. <laughs> well, possibly I don't know. Yeah, guy in charge of that's an idiot as well. Don't worry. Oh, tell me about it. So yeah, that's it really. So let's um I'm having a weekend. No, I'm actually not having a weekend off coming. I'm going to go and race at Mendip. Because I hadn't had enough racing the last week. No, no. I just thought I'd go and do some more just for the crack. Why not, eh? Why not? And something we haven't done, Joe, we haven't thanked our sponsors. And we pretty much have the same ones. Mm-hmm. So I will take this time just to thank all the guys at Schumacher for what they do. John at RC Octane for what he does for me. Brian Pretty at Screws for RC supports us both. Who else have we got there? FF Racing helps us both out. Anyone else you can think of, Joey? I'd like to give a special mention to both my dad and Ash for this past week. Yeah. Um, Ash Ash was the unsung hero and drove everywhere. Yeah. Um, Bless him. Some days he looked absolutely washed out. And I don't blame him. Euro's days are long. Yeah. Um, but he still then got in that van, drove us back to the to the house, yeah. and then got got on a boat. Um, and obviously, you know, Dad had done majority of the cooking in the week. Yeah, his, yeah, uh, his, it was uh, awesome. All, all out culinary skills of spag bowl. It was good. It was really good. And yeah, just the same as Jerry says. Just thanks, guys, for putting up with pretty much three <laughs> kids in the back seat for. Four or five hours each way. Yeah, yeah. We bullied Jerry quite a lot. 
Yeah, but you... You're an ass, <laughs> that's why. Correct. Oh, well, on that note, see you all at Torch. Yeah, let's go. Let's go and have a nice race meeting. And um, thanks for listening, and we'll all speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye.